Good afternoon. This is Sam Brooks, and welcome to Local Matters Sports. Today, I have the honor of talking to Jim Smith, former Cookville High School athlete and Tennessee Tech athlete and local businessman in town. We're going to talk about all of those things, and it's truly an honor to have you on the show today, Jim. Well, I appreciate the invite, Sam. I really do. Oh, no problem. I want to get in a little bit as we start. Um, Known your family for a long time. Just thought the world of your dad when he was here with us and uh, the conversations that I would have with him and the stories that he would tell, you know, were just incredible. But uh, how about your family? Let's introduce everyone out there to your family. Okay. Uh, As as far as my family, uh, my my father is Lowell Smith. Uh, uh, he was, uh, born and raised here and my mother's, uh, Brenda Smith, uh, was Brenda Fox and she was born and raised here as well. Uh, our roots, um, uh, for our family go way, way back, uh, here in, in Cookville in the upper Cumberland area. And, um, you know, I, I was blessed to be raised in, in just a really, really good community, uh, friendly community. Um, and, uh, uh, lucky to be able to raise my family here. So, so, uh, we are, my roots, uh, go, go way back here in Cookville. So your family, uh, you know, we know most people out there will know your son. Oh yeah. Kate Smith, the quarterback at Cookville high school this mm-hmm. past year, but you have a daughter also. I do. I do. Uh, Ella, Ella, uh, is a, uh, eighth grader and at all good middle school. And uh, she is uh, uh, in the middle of uh, travel volleyball, so so she's got sports behind her as well, uh, just like her older brother. And then uh, my lovely and patient uh, with me wife, good man, uh, like yeah, you absolutely, uh, Julie. And um, I, you know she she was actually born up north, but she moved down here at a younger age. So I'll say she's, she's an adopted Southerner. Yeah, okay. yeah, she is. She is. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, we, uh, we were fortunate enough to have one boy, one girl, raise them in uh, Cookville, and, and uh, I will say we were blessed to have a very, very good family. Well, i got to say, now, I've heard some people will tell me that they got their athletic ability from their mom, and I can kind of testify to that because she was a heck of a softball player yeah, back in the day. Yeah, the people that, uh, that was around to see us both play sports, uh, I, I can't lie about it. They, they pretty much got all their athletic ability from their mother as – uh, as uh, a, a good friend of both of ours, Thomas Lynn, uh, basically <laughs> said uh, maybe a week ago, that yes. we, and we were uh, present at this event, uh, generate uh, athletic ability sometimes skips generations, and uh, and it, it went from my father down to Cade, skipped me, and then the rest of it definitely came from my wife. Well, Tom, she is Thomas Lynn does not hold back when you two get in the same room. I, I know that. But no, uh, he, he, he likes to lie a lot. Yeah, he, he likes to <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, but he, he he likes to uh, uh, thin the truth. Let's yes, put it that way. He does. A little white lies, though. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I knew you when you were younger and playing ball at Cookville, both baseball uh, yeah. and football. Uh, yes, and, uh, absolutely. And you were an exceptional athlete and, and got the opportunity to go into Tennessee Tech, which I know had to make your father happy. And I, I, I do really want to spend some time yeah. uh, on your father. And, yeah. And the, your would father was a great guy, man. And, you know, we when I would go down there, I was coaching football at Cookville, and he was a great supporter of ours, owned, owned the John Deere dealership, and he would, you know, whatever we needed, you know, he would he would take care of us. And, and so I was down there a lot because I took care of all the fields. Oh, yeah. And and so I got to know him, and, and every time, you know, that I was in there, he would talk Tennessee Tech football, and you know, yep. and, and it would always end 
it would always end if if my dang coach would have put me in the right position and let me play quarterback. We would have won <laughs> more OVC championships. <laughs> I, and I, I think I think you won four. You well, know, when you yep. were there, you couldn't have won no more. Yep. That, so that's well. You know, the thing about my father, you know, he's my best friend and uh, just a phenomenal man. And uh, when when his name comes up to people, uh, they they can't help but smile. Uh, got along with everybody. Would do anything. For anybody, uh, and especially when it came to Tennessee Tech. Yes. Uh, if it involved Tennessee Tech, uh, my father would uh, do anything in the world to make it happen if he could. Um, you know, he, he actually did play a reference back to um, uh, when he played. Uh, he played uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, 58 through 61. And at that time, uh, in those four years, they only lost two OVC games. In four years, won four straight OVC championships. Um, he was uh, two-time All-OVC. He was uh, um, one-time Little All-American. He was All-OVC Decade Team of the 60s when they played both ways because that's what they did back then. Right. Not like today. They that's played right. both ways. So so he was a, a very good player. And uh, I, I will say the award that he always talks about, it's not all OVC decade team of the 60s. It's, it's not about that. He would always talk about that. But the one that that was most rewarding to him was the Robert Hill Johnson. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Because it is voted on by his teammates. Right. And, um, and that was his, his most cherished. What, what, what an honor uh, for him to, you know, and, and they all, everybody who gets that takes a lot of pride in and they should. Yeah. I mean, that, that is probably the best uh, award that you can get because it is voted on by your peers. And I want to throw another guy out there, and, and we've lost both of them, unfortunately. But, uh, and I'm talking about uh, my coach, your coach, Jim Raglan. Uh, your dad always had a special place in his heart. He would, he would uh, ride him a little bit. And and they would go back and forth. Oh yeah! But man, did they think the world of each other? Well, they, I mean, they were they were like brothers. They they really were. I mean, they just weren't best friends. They weren't just friends. They were like brothers. Um, I mean, they grew up together. They played football together. Um, they then later on they fished together. Right. And it, it was all about the fishing, all about the lies that they could tell out while they were fishing. And um, I do I, – I remember the night like it was yesterday, and I was young. Uh, I was still in – I guess I was in middle school when uh, we got the call. My dad got the call that Coach Raglan was named head coach at Tech. Oh, wow. And how excited. I mean, just pure exci- – as excited, I think, as I've ever <laughs> seen my dad uh, when uh, Coach Raglan was named head coach at Tech. But, yeah, they, they were very, very close – uh, from when they were little all the way to the very end. And, uh, you know, I, I will say I, I've heard a lot of stories about Coach Raglan, but just uh, a phenomenal man and a phenomenal athlete. Yes. Phenomenal quarterback. Um, but, yeah, he, he was he has a special place in my heart, but the the relationship that him and my dad had were. Well, Watson were, Brown, you know, told me point blank, uh, Jim Raglan was one of the best athlete football athletes he had ever seen. Yep. And for that to come from Watson. Yeah. Who a lot. Says, says a lot because that right there is one of the best athletes that so, I've ever met. I'm going to throw you a story. I'm going to throw you a Jim Rangan story, and this one's the truth. And, and I got Peggy Parrott. Oh, yeah. To back oh, it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, Miss Peggy. Uh, 
going into my senior year, Rag calls me. He knows I fish, and, and I basically pond fish. I didn't, wasn't you know, fortunate enough to have a boat like he did. And he, <laughs> he had a Cadillac, buddy. Oh, yeah, without and a doubt. He, he loved that boat as, about as much as he did anything. So here we go. We go fishing. I'll try and be quick. We go fishing, and it's pitch dark. We're up at Del Hollow. Mm-hmm. And he's driving through that lake 65 miles an hour, and I can't see two feet in front of me. Oh, yeah. I am scared to mm-hmm. death. Oh, yeah. And so the best thing I could do was close my eyes. So I did. <laughs> I closed my eyes. We get out there and get fishing. And of course, he's got the front, supposed mm-hmm. to be the the hot spot. Oh, yeah. And he knows this lake. He knows this lake because he got certified in diving so he could dive down and set up smallmouth bass Uh Nests. And that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Yep. So, anyway, we're sitting on the back and we're fishing uh, off the bottom with little crawdad artificial lures. And it wasn't two minutes. And, and I caught a smallmouth, about two and a half pounds. And they fight great. So I reeled it in. He goes, That's, that's pretty good. First catch. That's, that's probably all you're going to get all night. And I said, Oh, I didn't know what to say. He was a yeah. coach. I mean, I want, I'm not going to say anything back, you know. So, uh, five, six minutes later, catch another fish. Ten minutes after that, catch another fish. He ain't caught nothing. Oh, the next thing I know, I'm looking around. He's in the back of the boat with me. <laughs> He's fishing. <laughs> and so we, we get done. The, the the total was five fish to zero, buddy. Oh, he didn't catch a and fish. And I'll bet you that was killing him. It was killing I'll him. I'll bet we, you it was killing we him. We rode back, and we got in the car driving back, and he said, Sam Brooks, he said, if you ever tell anybody you outfish me, I'll never bring you again. <laughs> I said, Coach. Man, thanks for bringing me. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> the next day I went to Miss Peggy. She printed up flyers. And told everyone. Oh, and passed them all the out. <laughs> I know. I would always I would always ask my dad, uh, where do you and Coach go? And he said, well, when we take people, we go to certain spots. When we take people out with us, we'll go to certain <laughs> spots. But we're never going to give away no. the spot. And the, I know I gave my dad the hardest time because they would always take photos of the fish. Yeah, right. Of of the smallmouth. And release that, them. Yeah. And release them. they take the photos. And I always claimed that they, all they would do is change clothes and take pictures of the same fish. <laughs> I, there might be some truth to that. I don't know. But I saw some of those photos, Jims, and if, if that were the case and they caught them fish, they definitely knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. So let's talk about you growing up. This show is about uh, the folks that we have on. You yeah. Know, we have a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes, but it, it's more about them yeah. than it is the uh, uh, actual sport that they play. So I want to talk about Jim Smith for a minute. And, and growing up in Cookville, uh, we talked about your father, and, and we talked in depth about that. How important was it for you to grow up in a place like Cookville, Tennessee? You know, I, I think it was. I, I think it was extremely important. Um, I, I think just the community itself, growing up in, in, in a safe community, because it is it is a safe community, still is, uh, and and being able to being able to play outside, um, not, leaving doors unlocked uh, until we got home at nine thirty ten at night when we finally had to come in, um, you know, it's just kind of the what you'd say is a small town type values. And and so, you know, I, like you said, I was fortunate enough uh, to be raised here, go to school here. The experience of uh, going through to the old middle school, the old junior right. high, uh, which now Tech owns that location. Uh, then going to, obviously, the high school and being able to play baseball for Butch Chaffin and football um, for Larry Davis and Jake Libby. And uh, then, then having the opportunity to play football at Tech and be able to uh, – um, 
get my college degree at a phenomenal institution. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, so so it, it was nice. It, it, it I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I hope my kids are, are going through the exact same thing I was able to go through. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Jim Smith. Welcome back. We're talking with Jim Smith, former CHS and Tennessee Tech star athlete. And we were talking when we left a little bit about uh, growing up in Cookville. And we, we realized that, that, you know, that's an important thing. But I do want to touch on something that's that's kind of relatively in the news today. So you've got kids in school. Yeah. Uh, have, all of the stuff that's going on out there across the world, across America, tough to talk about. You know, you talk about guns, you talk about, uh, you know, do we need guns? Do we not need guns? I, I don't know if that's at the root of all this personally, but how does it make you feel as a parent in Cookville, Tennessee, knowing something like that happened in a place kind of like Cookville? Uh, I mean, you know, w- what happens absolutely appalling and uh, scary, um, you know, uh, is, it is for anybody anywhere in the country. Um, you know, my philosophy, which will be completely different from any other parent, is do the absolute best you can uh, that to make sure that your family is safe in a safe setting uh, and then leave it in the good hands of the Lord. There you uh, go. I mean, I, I feel like that that's all you can do. Um, I, I'm not going to get on, obviously, in this uh, uh, broadcast, I'm not going to get into the political side of it or anything sure. like that. Uh, but you know, all you can do is do the best you can as a parent, uh, and um, you know it it will all work out. I mean, you know, you, you can't necessarily. I don't. I don't. Um, I can't and don't worry about it too much. Right. Um, so you know, it, it, that's my philosophy, which would be different from I'm sure person to person. It's been documented very well. Your son Cade, uh, mm-hmm. quarterback at uh, Cookville High School, had a phenomenal year this year going to Tennessee Tech next year on scholarship mm-hmm. and but we talked about your daughter yeah. following up playing volleyball. I actually yeah. got to see your daughter play volleyball and she's yeah. very good. Well, thank you. So, uh, thank you. how does that help her having her brother yeah. lead the way a little bit? Uh, you know, I think she's been lucky and she doesn't know it yet. Right. But I think she's been lucky in, in that she's been able to see uh the amount of work that goes along with being good at something. Uh, and and I'll have to say that about Cade. Cade has always worked at what he has done. I'll have to brag on him a little bit. And my daughter is doing the exact same thing. Awesome. And, she, and she's been able to see her older brother put the work in and then get the results out. And that's the one thing as parents that, that I always will tell my kids, uh, and I'm sure I'll be telling my grandkids, and if they're listening right now, I'm sure they're rolling their eyes, but you're only going to get out of something what you put in. It is, it's just about work. You just got to go to work. And that doesn't matter if it's academics, athletics, or what we do every day uh, in our paying jobs. And you know what strikes me now? Uh, that's probably the same thing that you heard from your dad. Oh, it's, it's, it's the exact same thing. I mean, that was the number one thing that if somebody, a lot of times if somebody asked me, you know, what's one of the things that your dad instilled in you? And it's work ethic. You were a really good quarterback in high school. I, I remember watching you play. Um, I could throw some names out there, and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're mentors to you, and I already know that. Mm-hmm. But when I throw them out, tell me what they meant to you. Yeah, Jake Libby. I just, it's like a dad to me. I mean, Jake. Jake. I, I actually, uh, Jake saw me grow up. He was he was actually good friends with my father. Uh, I was lucky enough to have him. 
um, not only as a as an adult role model, but I was able to have him as a coach, uh, which a lot of times that'll go hand in hand. But but I, I was very lucky to be to be able to play under him uh, as a quarterback, and he was a quarterback, and just a just a really really good man. Uh, the, the thing about Jake is uh, he didn't nest, he didn't scream and yell. Uh, you knew when he was uh, on you. Uh, he his I, I guess so to speak. His cuss word was joke. That's a joke. Joke. Yep. And that was it. And, and so um, just to be able to see his patience, uh, the amount of work that he put in, uh, and just um, the respect I have for him. Um, it's he's just a handful of people. That, he he was my defensive back coach. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen. A, a coach as good as him at the halftime speech. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he was he, he just he knew what to say in those moments, and that was the thing about Jake. Uh, he he knew what to say in those moments, and uh, uh, I was lucky uh, to I'm lucky to know him. Yeah, period. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. David Little, <laughs> coach uh, Coach Little uh, always brings a smile to my face. Uh, I, I always loved Coach Little. Uh, Coach Little was hard. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, he he expected a tremendous amount out of um, his students and his players. Yeah. Uh, just a tremendous amount. And if and if he sensed that he wasn't getting the best, he will let you know about it. <laughs> now he'll let you know about it verbally, uh, but then I, physically, I, I, those were the most demanding workouts I have ever been through in my life. And the whole time I was doing it, I said, I just got to run to 90 feet to first base or 180 <laughs> feet to second. I, and I could never understand. But as we went on, he put us through that. He put us through those tough workouts to really bring us together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it did. We're still close. There's my t- my teammates who are still here in town, Brian Dudney and Mark Mayberry, Jonathan Casey. Oh, phenomenal names. And, and, we're, and we're still close. And a lot of that came from Coach Little. So, so I didn't get to play for Coach Little in baseball because I was basketball and football, and that was more than enough. But uh, just quick, and I'm sure you got a story, but David Little and D.D. Tennant, somebody we know. Oh, and, yeah. And David was here now. Yeah, I didn't get to ask him this because he talked so much, so oh, yeah. I, I couldn't hardly ask him anything. But David Little, uh, Didi had done something wrong at school. Didi Tennant, yeah, had done something wrong at school. So they got down to baseball practice, and he t- he got on to him like he did. Oh, oh yeah, and he starts him running around outside of the field. Yeah, so hour goes by. Didi still running. Two hours goes by. Mm-hmm. One of the players comes up, and it's at the end of practice, and he's talking to the team at the end, and Didi says. Uh, Coach, are are you going to tell Didi to come over? And he goes, "Oh God, I forgot about Didi." So, <laughs> Didi really, he, he forgot oh. about him. He's running that whole time. And Didi was so mad at him. He said, "I'm not stopping. I, I'll throw up. I'll do whatever I need to do, but I'm not stopping and letting him win." You know. <laughs> and that was Didi. That was Didi. And that was Didi. That's exactly. I, I remember Coach Little, and I, I think I was telling this story three weeks ago because anybody that ever brings up Coach Little, they always bring up the workouts and those preseason workouts in January. And I remember I always loved Tuesdays. We did it five days a week. A lot of times we do it first thing five in the morning. Uh, but I love Tuesdays because Tuesdays was the five mile day. And he was the one that set the pace. You had to follow his route 
and you you had to stay close enough to him to know what his route was, and if you didn't, you were in trouble. And it was five miles. I love that day, and I hate running. I hate running to this day. I hated running back then, but five miles I enjoyed because that was the easiest day of the week. Man, that, that is putting your money where your mouth is that's, when your coach is out there leading you in the race. That's right, and that was him. That's what he brought to the table, no no doubt. Uh, anybody else you want to mention uh, mentored you as you were growing up coming through high school and college? Uh, I, really, you know, it, there's – it's, te- you know, teachers, uh, uh, other, you know, family friends. Ken Peterson. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and you want to talk about a big tech support. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Ken Peterson, um, uh, Jim Hicks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those those were the people that f- for me uh, that were always there. They, they I mean, they were always there for me. Uh, but, you know, really, it does boil down to, to teachers and coaches. And and that's the one thing that for anybody that's had the privilege of being a coach, I don't care at what level. I mean, I was able to coach some of the boys that you had on earlier mm-hmm. and a lot and a lot of these Cookville boys that played at the high school this past year, and they still call me coach. Right. And that's and, and that that's a lot. That says a lot. Because, it's a compliment. Yeah, it's a huge compliment. It's a huge compliment. Because I know when I was young, uh, one of the biggest influences on me from a coaching standpoint uh, was a guy named Rick Howe. And, mm-hmm. and he coached Little League Baseball for years. And he made such a mark on me that even to this day, and I unfortunately have not seen him for a few years, but I'd do anything in the world for him for what he did for me when I was in when I was eight through twelve, age eight through twelve. Um, so you know th- those those are some of the people for me in in your life, your family, your leadership in your family, and now being a leader in in the business world in Cookville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What did your sports background teach you, and what do you owe to that for where you are today? Uh, I, personally, I, I, I think I owe a lot. And, and what I mean by that is the thing about sports, sports teaches you, it, it starts to teach you and you don't realize it at, the, at that age, but it starts teaching you a work ethic. And that was, again, one thing instilled from my dad that he would always talk to me about. And for any athlete, that's what it's about. Well, Jim, we're both lucky. We, we played for a lot of the same folks and and I would like to think that that while they taught us about ball, they taught us a, a lot more oh, yeah. about living life and without how to live life, and we didn't even know it. Yep, without a doubt, without a doubt. And and uh, you know that's the one thing that I, I will say that Coach Alexander hit on. I've heard him hit on it a couple times. You know, yes, it, it is known as he says that we want to win, but if we only develop athletes, we're not doing our job. And, and and that's and that's it. And if you talk to any longtime coach uh, at a higher level, that, that's a common theme. Right. They're there to win games, and they get paid to be there to win ball games. But there's so much more to it. Yes. Yeah. And and for a college coach like Coach Alexander and all these other great coaches that I've I've had the honor to meet, uh, that are going to be guiding this football team for ne- these next several years. Um, it's a good group that uh, wants to win games. They want to develop these student athletes. They want these athletes to get their degrees, and 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 that's that really for ninety nine percent of all these college athletes. That's what it is about. Well, Jim Smith, I tell you what, we appreciate you coming on today and talking and, and your your words. Uh, 
a lot of folks are going to get a lot out of that, and we appreciate your time, and we wish you luck with Kate and going into Tennessee Tech next year and your your daughter fo- daughter following her up, him up behind. Well, uh, thank you. Good luck in the future, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sam.